Get to Old Navy now for February's biggest style steal. 40% off all jeans and tees. Jeans start at just 18 bucks for adults, 12 bucks for kids. With tees from just 7 bucks for adults, 6 bucks for kids. All jeans and tees are on sale, even your favorite rock star jeans. All jeans and all tees are 40% off right now. Don't miss out. Run into Old Navy and OldNavy.com today. Valid 211 to 221 excludes in-store clearance jeans and tees. Active license and men's package tees. Black thing go from left to right, and I thought, I'm gonna die out here. No one's ever gonna know. I couldn't believe what my eyeballs were showing me. I'll never forget how evil the eyes were. It was horrible. I mean, I've never seen nothing that evil. It ran towards me at at a rate that I, I I can't even explain. Turned and stared at me, and this look of I just want to kill you. I want to say it was human, but it wasn't. He was, he was, he was yelling at me to grab a gun, grab a gun. I was like, for what? He said, just grab a gun. And there's footprints all the way to the door of my house. It had went inside my garage all the way to the door. 911, what are you reporting? Jesus Christ, you better... Sir? Sure. Hello? Get somebody out here. What's going on now, sir? That son of a bitch is about six foot nine, I don't know. Do you see him now, sir? Yes, I'm looking right at him. Uh-oh. You're listening to Sasquatch Chronicles. Check us out online at sasquatchchronicles.com. If you've had an encounter, email me. My email address is wes at sasquatchchronicles.com. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thanks for being here tonight. Got a great show planned for you tonight. Uh, Going to be talking to Daryl. And I actually talked about his episode. If you go back and you re-listen to uh, episode 411, uh, there in the beginning, uh, we're discussing this actual account and, and what happened to Daryl. And I've talked to Daryl off and on for the last couple of weeks. Super nice guy. I know the Cryptid Brothers out there, uh, Lance and those guys, they really helped him out, helped him get kind of get through it. Uh, but this is something still ongoing, and it didn't just end with the encounter. Uh, these guys were rushed by one of these creatures, and if you listen to the encounter, pay attention to some of the details that Daryl talks about. If you've had an encounter and you'd like to be on the show, shoot me an email. My email address is wes at sasquatchchronicles.com. If you get a chance, check out the website, sasquatchchronicles.com. There is a merchandise. You can become a member, form. A lot of cool things in there. I'm trying to improve some of the, some of the features of the website. Uh, but if you get a chance, check it out. SasquatchChronicles.com. Uh, if, I, if I can talk tonight, uh, I want to welcome uh, Daryl to the show. Uh, Daryl, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate you being here. Hey, no problem, Wes. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you again for being here. And I believe your encounter took place out there in Ohio, and it was you and your cousin were, were fishing, is my understanding, um, if you would, would you kind of just start from the beginning and, and just walk us into what happened? It was October 6th, nice, bright, sunny day. We was doing some bass fishing, me and my cousin. It, I just looked at my phone, and it was 10 till 5, and a rock landed right in front of the boat. 
And I yelled at my cousin thinking he made the noise, and he was yelling at me thinking I did it. Uh, we didn't know it was a rock at the time. And as we're talking out of the corner of my eye, I see another rock coming. It's probably about the size of a bowling ball. And I, I didn't never put two and two together, never thinking it was anything other than a person. And it hit the water, and I looked where I seen it coming from and never seen anything. And my cousin seen a flash go behind a tree, and he thought it was a black man. And he said, take me to shore right now. Uh, we're going to teach him a lesson. So we're in a little 12-foot John boat, flat-bottom John boat. We motor up to the island, and... Before I even get the motor shut off or anything, he's already on the bank and picked up a handful of rocks. And as soon as I step out of the boat, he throws them. He's like right over there behind that tree. And as soon as he threw them rocks, the most ungodly, loudest roar I've ever heard in my life, I don't even know, scream what it was. Uh, it, it just belted out. And it, it went right through me. I could, if I had long hair, I could picture my hair blowing back in the wind. It was so loud. Just then, it stepped out, and it was behind a tree that wasn't, but maybe three feet in circumference. Pretty good sized tree, and I couldn't believe that I couldn't see it because it wasn't brushy or anything like that. It, it was just there, and I couldn't see it, and it was bigger than a piece of plywood. And I, we looked at each other when it, when it screamed, it, it, when it screamed and it stepped out was probably two or three seconds. And we just looked at each other and didn't even say nothing. It, we just was like going to leave. And then it stepped out and I was frozen in terror. I mean, I was just petrified. Uh, and, uh, um, it just stood there for a second, looking real mean at us, and it, it reached its right arm out and wrapped it around the tree. And it was probably three or four feet away from the tree, and it was still able to reach its arm all the way around the tree. And, and it was straight out. And I'm scared to death. Um, I peed all over myself at that time, literally. and. Just then, it, it in a blink of an eye, it, it charged us, and I just I was bracing for the impact, and I just knew it was gonna rip our heads off, and it made a hard left, and was gone. I'm stunned and in shock, and don't know what's up, and I'm still like just frozen in terror. I can't move, I can't scream, I can't do nothing, and I turn around, and my cousin's in the water, and. He's like moaning and everything, and I, I, I didn't know what I didn't even know it. It, it hit him, but it, it when it went by, it, it pushed him, hit him something. It, it couldn't have like hit him hard, as big as that thing was. It broke four of his ribs, and uh, it punctured his lung, and, and and I had no idea that it did it. And he's trying to catch his breath and and everything, and I'm like, finally get my crap together a little bit and try to help him out of the water, and. He's gurgling and can't breathe, and and I, I drag him up to the boat, and I'm I'm, I'm just terrified, and I'm I'm standing there 
like I, I get his arms, both his arms and his heads in the boat. It's up on my dry land, and only the ass end of it sticking in the water. And um, then a log come flying, hit him right in the chin. A pretty good sized log, and it hit a tree first before it hit him. And it it sounded like a gun going off. It was it hit that tree so hard. And it glanced off of it and just hit him in the chin and and cut it real good. It gave him 16 stitches or 17 stitches or staples. And if it wouldn't have hit that tree first, it would have it would have took his head off. Uh, it came with a lot of velocity, and it knocked him out. And I'm scared to death, and and, and I'm thinking he's dead. I had a 357 Magnum on me. And he had a 45 on him. And I grabbed his pistol. I get in the water behind the boat. I don't know if I was just trying to get away from it uh, or if my train was kicking in and I was just putting some, some cover between me and it. Yeah. I was in the military, so I have had some extensive training with firearms. And the thought of shooting it never crossed my mind. Why I even took his gun from him, I don't know, but I did. And uh, I'm, my head's on a swivel. I'm looking all around, and I can't see this thing. I don't know what's going on, anything. Uh, it, I'm hollering and screaming for my cousin. I finally walk up to him a little bit, and he's coming around, and blood's everywhere. I mean, everywhere. I thought he was dead, but you you know how it is when you're all wet and you get blood. It just, you know, it, it exaggerates it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was just a big old gash on his chin, but it, blood was everywhere. Whew, hang on a second. <laughs> no, you're doing fine, man. I, I know it's hard for you to recount it. Can you describe for the audience what you saw? You know, a lot of people haven't seen these things. And so in your own words, can you tell us what you, what you guys actually ran into? A monster. Um, a monster, uh, that, that, I don't know exactly how tall it was. Uh, if it was an inch, it was eight to nine foot tall. Um, it was three, four foot wide. It, it, it was closer to four foot no, without exaggerating. It, it reminded me of a piece of plywood. It was just so huge. And it, it's, its eyes were were big and black. Uh, I hated to look at its face, man. It was the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life, honestly. But not just ugly, but scary. I mean, just scary. And there was nothing kind about this this animal here. This this there there, there was no kindness in it. it. It I've heard other shows and other stories, and th- this was not. Uh, creature that wanted to have coffee with me or anything it wanted to kill us and i don't know why i don't i don't know what we did to make it mad we was being quiet flipping up towards the bank bass fishing and evidently it didn't like us being there would you say Uh, it looked more human-like would you say it looked more like a primate like a non-human primate there was nothing human about this thing the only human thing about it was the way it stood uh it 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 almost moved supernaturally. Um, by no means do I think it was supernatural, 
but it it was it it was forty yards away from us the first time it come out and when it charged us and it was on us so fast that it, it was you can't even explain how how fast it moved. I, I, there's I can't explain to you how fast it was there, and it was just incredible. But it was so graceful, also for as big as it was. It, it's amazing how agile and and quick it was for is the size. But it, it it had a a nose like a human. Uh, I don't know what they call it, uh, a hooded nose, is it? Yeah. Uh, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We have hooded noses. Right. I guess, but it, it was, uh, it reminded me of a, a boxer that's just been uh, uh, hitting the nose too many times. It was wore out. And uh, it was pink, bright pink on the inside of its nose. I, I, I was drawn to that for some reason. And its mouth, wow, <laughs> its mouth was huge. I mean, huge. It, it wouldn't have a problem biting your arm off, and, and I mean that literally. And just broad and thick and as black as could be. It was almost like it absorbed the sunlight, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it, it does. It was, yeah. it's, it's, it's hard to describe it. Uh like that but as far as looks it wasn't human it was animalistic it, it had a, a human profile or a human shape to it it's uh it, its arms were longer from the elbow to the hand than a humans would be um they they weren't really like hanging down to its knees but they were longer than a human's arms would be as far as like going to your waist they hung down probably mid thigh or something, and its its hand when it reached around a tree, uh, it, it reached around like we would, but its thumb seemed like it was in a different position than ours. It, it didn't really seem like it was not quite like down like a monkey's would be, but it just didn't seem like it was in the same place as ours. It was just ugly. I'm, I'm going on and on. You ask what it looked like. No, no, you're doing fine. It had big black eyes, and they were really far apart. It kind of looked like it had sunglasses on from a distance. Um, it, it it didn't have a lot of hair on its face. Its face was, was not hairy, but everywhere else was hair. It had a, a mop on its head. Its head looked well-groomed, but the rest of it was matted and and leaves and, you know, debris in it uh it, its skin was a a darker kind of ashy dark ash color charcoal big wide mouth i've said that yeah kind of like it, pac man were far, man it, it's hey yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah its teeth were uh were blocked like ours i didn't see i didn't see any you know major canines or fangs or anything it, it had human-like teeth but big <laughs> big block teeth um for somebody that has never seen this it, it's unbelievable and and i can understand why people don't believe you 
And it's, <laughs> I told my wife about it not too long ago and I was trying to explain it to her. I think she thinks I'm a nut, but I got a little excited when I was telling her and I was standing on a chair and holding my hand up, you know, like to the ceiling. I'm like, imagine that it's, it's big, as high as the ceiling, you know, and as big as thick as that sliding glass door right there, you know, yeah. it's unbelievable to, th- to picture that, but that's the truth. And, and oh, just ugly, ugly, ugly and such great camouflage after it, after it, it, it made that hard left when it charges made that hard left, it, it disappeared real quick. I, I, you know, it didn't vanish like poof, it was gone. It just, it blended in so well with its surroundings that that I didn't know where it went. It was perfectly camouflaged. And when it threw that log, I still didn't know where it was. And then there it was, 20 feet away from us, when it stepped back out again for the second time. It didn't leave. Yeah, I'm curious and, about that. And, and you're right, Daryl. I mean, you wouldn't think something that big could actually move the way these things move. But I tell people all the time, you know, you run across one of these things and you you think 100 feet is a, a good distance, but in a blink of an eye, it can be on top of you. And they just, they move like you, well, you nailed it earlier when you said it's very, uh, almost supernatural. It doesn't seem like they should be able to move the way they move. But you go down, you get your cousin, and then it steps out again. What what happens next? I'm hollering at him to get, get, you know, I'm like, just get the back of the boat and get it. Let's get going. Let's go. And, uh, he's, he's really hurt bad. And I didn't, you know, I didn't understand that at the time. I didn't know that he was hurt as bad as he was internally. Uh, and I couldn't figure out why he couldn't move like he was. Cause he got hit in the chin, you know, and I'm screaming at him to hurry up and do this, get in the boat. Come on. You know, we're screaming and hollering and cussing and it just, starts looking at us and then it's swaying back and forth uh it when i first uh i I never heard any of these shows up until just several months ago uh i'm not i don't use the internet very much at all or anything so i was never up on none of this but i've listened to a thousand shows since It, it was swaying back and forth but to me at the time, I th- it looked like it was like trying to look around a tree, a different tree, like something was in its way, but nothing was in its way. And I, I didn't understand at the time what it was doing. And then it started clicking its its mouth. And I think it was doing its teeth, but then I thought it was doing it with its tongue. I, I really not sure exactly what it was doing. It was like making a clicking noise with its mouth. Oh man. <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know. I just thought we was dead. I just froze again when it stepped back out and I seen it again. I, I just froze. I, I was absolutely terrified and I, I couldn't move. I couldn't scream. I couldn't, I couldn't do nothing again. I was useless. <laughs> and my cousin's hollering. I mean, he's he's trying to do the best he can. And, and he's, I mean, he was like hollering at it. 
get the hell out of here, son of a bitch. And he's telling me, blow its head off, <laughs> shoot it. Yeah. And that thought never even entered my mind. I never once raised it, either gun. And I, I didn't know what to do. And I just started praying. And I, out loud, I prayed and I, I rebuked it in the name of Jesus. And then it, it took a step out like towards us. And then it turned around. And then for a split second, I was like, oh, relief. And then it turned back to look at us again. And when it did, it did like everybody says, now that I've heard the shows, it was different to me at the time because it turned at its waist. It didn't turn its head. It just turned its whole body and looked at us. And I was, I just knew I was dead. I just knew it was going to turn around and it was so fast that it, that it was going to be on us. And if I'd have had to crap, I'd have crapped my pants. And then it just, took a jump from a standing position and was 20 feet further away. I mean, it literally cleared 20 feet in a single leap. I'm not exaggerating. I might be under exaggerating. It wasn't like it got a run ago or anything. It just jumped and it was 20 feet further away. And then it took off on all fours and was gone. I mean, gone i never seen something move so fast in my life and i could i could keep my eye on it for quite a distance i was on an island and it, it it's it's woody but it's not a lot of underbrush and i could see it running for a long time and i mean it covered three four hundred yards in just a matter of seconds literally it, it was like a racehorse they do move like and that very, i mean it was very comfortable on all fours but it kind of looked awkward because its head was straight up, if you know what I mean. It 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 doesn't it didn't have a neck. It was just that classic Bigfoot thing that you hear all the time. You know, it, its head was just sitting on its body, and but its head was like straight up, and it wasn't like knuckle running like a gorilla or nothing. It was down on all fours like a like a a, a cat, it, and that's what it reminded me of was like a cat. It, it was so graceful. To, and when it ran and quick and that jump, I mean, it could have jumped on us from where it was. It could have just leaped and been on us. It was so impressive. Uh, now it's impressive at the time. It was so horrifying. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, I wanted to ask you too, do you, now that you've had time to stop and really think about this, uh, do you think it was a bluff charge that was an accidental contact or do you think it intentionally tried to hit one of you guys? I think it intentionally tried to hit him. He's, he threw rocks at it. He's the one that threw rocks. It never touched me. Uh, it seemed like it was fixated on him. And he he got out of the boat hollering and screaming. And uh, he was pissed. He was he was mad. He thought some he thought a black guy was out there throwing rocks at him. And I'm like, what in the heck would some guy be out here throwing rocks at us? And when he got out of the boat, he picked up a handful of rocks. And as soon as I stepped off the boat, he threw them rocks at that tree. And then it immediately screamed. And in a couple seconds, that's when it stepped out. We had enough time after it screamed to look at each other. And and we were just like dumbfounded. And, and get the F out of here. And then it stepped out. 
and then that's, <laughs> I mean, I just, I lost all, all control of my, myself. And, uh, I, I've been in some very stressful situations, uh, in the service. Um, I was with the second ranger battalion. I trained under high stress, uh, completed missions under high stress. And I was totally useless. I, I, I literally, that's when I peed my pants, everything. <laughs> yeah, which is understandable. I mean, I've had guys that were special forces. I've had guys that were, you know, high up in the military running into these things. And you'll hear a lot of them say that. They'll say, you know, I've had, I've been shot at. You know, I've been in a war zone, and it did not compare to this. This was 10 times that type of fear. This was nothing. This was 100 times more than that. I've I've been in the same situation, and this was nothing compared to that. I'm shaking right now telling, talking to you about this. I, I, I'm trying to keep my composure the best I can to talk to you, but it's hard to do right now. I'm, I'm fixing to lose it right now. No, I understand. Just talking about it. It gets easier with time. I can tell you that. The more we talk about it, it it does get easier with time. At the at that moment, what did you think you guys just ran into? Ooh, a monster. Uh, that a monster. A uh, 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 a monster. I I didn't know. I had no clue. None. Uh, I've I've hunted literally all my life since I was five years old. I used to be my dad's bird dog and beat on the brush piles and. You know, he he carried me on his shoulders. Uh, I got my first gun when I was seven. Uh, still got that gun, as a matter of fact. Um, that's besides the point. But I've I've been in the woods hunting, fishing all my life, and nothing, nothing, ever did I see or hear anything like this. I, I had no clue. It, it was a monster. You know, I didn't think, hey, there's a Sasquatch, because it didn't look nothing like the Bigfoot I ever seen on, you know, the, that, uh, Patterson film, it didn't look nothing like that. Yeah. They're definitely a lot. It wasn't wearing underwear. It was definitely a big male. It, it, it didn't have any under britches on. (laughs) Oh, so you did see the private parts of the creature. Oh yeah. And so what It was a male. And you know what, when it got all excited, when it was swaying back and forth the second time, it, uh, it had an erection. Which actually makes sense, you know, with a lot of primates, for whatever reason. Uh, I had two brothers, and it chased one of the brothers, and he said it had an erection and was peeing all over the place as it was chasing him. So I think that's a normal— I was just—I thought he just thought I was that handsome. (laughs) (laughs) You had to ruin it for me. Yeah, no, I hear you. Even the damn Bigfoot thinks I'm (laughs) good-looking. And, and so what happens? I'm glad I can joke about it now, man, because I'll tell you, you what, know what tore me up. Daryl, honestly, you got to be able to laugh at it and joke a little bit about it, because if you don't, you'll go insane. When you have an encounter like this, you replay it in your head constantly. You're constantly replaying it in your head and trying to make sense of it. And the fact of the matter is there's no making sense of it. And so it ends up driving you nuts. So it's good to have a, a sense of humor about it, even though. I wouldn't trade places with you guys and be in that situation, especially having it charge you. Um, before we go on to, to what happened next, did you notice any smell or anything when it no, actually came? not at all. None. And so you're helping your cousin up, 
and you guys are trying to get back to the boat. It had taken off. What happens next? Uh, after it took off, we took off. <laughs> we didn't waste any time getting out of there. And all I had was a, a flip phone, and we couldn't get any service where we was, and I was trying to call everybody I could. And all we had was electric motor, and we was way far from the boat ramp. So it probably took us 45 minutes or so to get back to the boat ramp. And uh, about halfway there, I finally got some service. And I called the non-emergency number. Uh, I didn't call 911 because I didn't really know what to, to say. And uh, I just told them that we got attacked at uh, where we was and that my cousin was injured real bad and we needed an ambulance. And they're questioning me and and trying to figure out, you know, I'm I'm going, I'm kind of, you know, out of control on the phone, if you know what I mean. I, I was still pretty much uh, scared and excited, and uh, uh, I just hung up. I, I talked to them, told them where we was, what we needed, what boat ramp we was at, and then I just got tired of answering questions, and, and I hung up. And I'm talk trying to talk to my cousin and he's spitting up blood and stuff and and i know he's really hurt bad and when we finally got back it was going on dark and there was a, a policeman a park ranger and a game warden there and we start to tell them what's going on and uh there's nobody even attending to him he they're just like more interested in questioning us almost like we was suspects instead of you know the victim uh they when we started talking and, and telling them all this you know the the park ranger and the uh cop took me aside a little bit and the uh game warden was talking to my cousin and they were just basically uh-huh yeah yeah what were you guys drinking uh was it a boating accident or what really happened? And I'm trying to explain to the guy, you know, and the one guy's like, oh, it was a bear. I was like, a bear. I was like, you really think we got attacked by a bear? And I'm not being nice about it, you know. I'm I'm excited. And uh, I was like, then why doesn't he have claw marks all over him? Why isn't his shirt ripped? What What's, you know, I was like, it wasn't a freaking bear, man. It was a monster. And the guy kept insisting it was a bear. And the one cop pulled me aside, the only cop that was there, pulled me aside and he's like, look, he's like, just calm down a little bit. He's like, he's like, I understand. He's like, I, I he's like, I believe you. And I'm like, no, you don't. You know, I was like, you're just tending to me. I was like, this is really what happened. He's like, no, I believe you. And so I got mad and, and about 20 different cars showed up that by then. And I just took my cousin and, and helped him in the truck and I took him to the hospital. The ambulance, there was no ambulance there or nothing yet. And I took him to the hospital and, uh, that, that game warden, that cop and a sheriff come to the hospital and they wouldn't let us go in together. They, they separated us and was questioning me and I, they were tending to him and I can hear him yelling and screaming 
telling him what happened. And he wasn't taking no for an answer. He was, you know, telling him, you know, BS, you know, F you, <laughs> this is what happened. The cop was there and told me, he he took me aside after probably about an hour or so of arguing with everybody that about what was going on. He took me aside and, and told me, he's like, look, he's like, I believe you. I told you I did. He's like, I seen one myself. He's like, it was a few years ago. I was hunting. This is what happened. Boom. I believe you. He's like, just, just cooperate and, and talk. And he's like the bear thing. He explained to me, uh, what was going on. He's like, look, he's like, we can't put on there that you got attacked by no damn monster. He's the one that called it a Bigfoot. And then when he said that, it kind of like clicked. That That's when it really hit me that that's what that thing was. I got, I left, I got out of there, um, after about another half hour or so. And that cop came to my house the next day and, and talked to me about it and, and told me about his encounter. And he gave me the phone number to get a hold of uh, the other guy I talked, spoke with prior to this. Yeah. Lan- on the other show. Yeah, yeah. Lance from the, uh, it's Cryptid Brothers, right? Cryptid Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. I've talked good to Lance. Yeah. Real Lance, guy. great guy. I've talked to Lance a couple of times. Very good guy. Good yeah. Guy. If it wasn't for him, I'd have went nuts. I, I really would. He, yeah. He he was a godsend. That man will be my friend for the rest of my life. Good, good, good guy. And so I know you went on the show. You talked about it. And w- so what kind of happened after this whole incident? Tell, what happens next? Um, that uh, the next day uh, at the hospital. Uh, those two schlep rocks showed up that everybody talks about uh, on your show now and other shows, I guess, too. The uh, the biker dude and uh, the other guy, they spoke with me and, and my cousin and basically told us that, you know, BS, you was attacked by a bear and that's that. And leave it alone. That That's basically what it come down to about an hour after arguing with them. That's what it come down to. And my cousin wouldn't even talk to me for a long time. I don't know what they said to him or did or whatever, but he wouldn't even communicate with me on the phone, anything. They took his phone, my phone, uh, and wanted to know who all we told this to and everything, you know, all the rigmarole that goes with it. And we was both being defiant to him. You know, we had no idea what was going on. Not a clue. You know, uh, like I said, neither one of us had any idea about a Bigfoot or anything, government cover-ups or, you know, it it just was overwhelming to us that, that this would happen, especially over that. If we did get attacked by a bear, why is it in every newspaper telling everybody to watch out when you go fishing there that there's a, a dangerous bear and you you might get attacked you know they would that there'd be signs everywhere and that's what i kept telling them why won't you just tell everybody be careful when you're there carry a big gun and i mean a big gun and they wouldn't even it that's what got me 
is they wouldn't even agree to the bear thing. You know, they're the ones telling us it was a bear attack, but now they won't even agree to it. You know, I was like, well, then let's put it in the newspaper that the bear's out there attacking people, so you better leave, you know, stay well enough away from there. And uh, the the last thing he said to me is, he his exact words was, you just leave this alone and we'll handle it. And that's what he said to me. And then I, a couple of days later, I spoke to Lance and he explained to me a little bit what was going on. And I was still dumbfounded thinking, no way, that's not going to happen. You know, they're not going to do anything like that. And uh, here to find out, yeah, they'll freeze your bank account. They'll suspend your driver's license. They'll uh, tell people you're uh, drug traffickers. They'll get you fired from your job. They'll make your life a living hell. And, and and make you look like a, a quack and an idiot at the same time. Yeah, no, I hear you. And so did you guys go back to the location? You, you had mentioned you saw the yes. military there. Uh, tell us yes. about that. What did you see when you went back? Uh, uh, <laughs> there's only a few roads that going into the, the lake, three different ways in. That's it. And at each entrance... There was armed guards, barricades across the road with armed guards standing in front of their Humvees. Uh, I seen a couple schnooks, and they just told us they were on maneuvers and we needed to leave ASAP. And they were there uh, at least three days. And on the fourth day, no signs of them, no nothing. And there was nothing in the newspaper uh, about military maneuvers or anything in the area. Uh, there's where I'm at, I'm in the Akron area. There's no military, uh, post base, anything around here. Uh, I think the nearest real military post is, uh, in Columbus an air force base. Uh, there's a big one in Dayton, you know, right. Patterson's here. Uh, it, there's no, big installation around here at all so why they would be on maneuvers there i have no idea and with my experience in the military you you, you don't post armed guards at a lake yeah i, I so, need to check the law but i think it's highly illegal for them to do military maneuvers in a national forest um that's what the military base is for i don't i don't think it was a it's not a national park it's not a national forest but it is a water supply to the uh, county, so I, I, I don't. It's it's owned by the government, any or no? It's not owned by the government. It's owned by the city. Well, at any point, I, I still think it's, that's, it's a watershed. You know, yeah. a watershed for the, the reservoir. I still think it's highly illegal. I don't think they're actually allowed to do that. But I'd have to look at the law. Um, if it makes you feel any better, they probably killed the creature that you guys ran into. It's probably dead. Everything in that area is probably dead. It, that makes me feel a lot better because I was going to do it myself, but I was too scared to go. <laughs> and I bought a big gun. I went out and ordered a a big, big gun. I got me a 458 Win Mag and a, a 500 Casol, and, and I had every intentions of hunting that thing down and doing it myself. But whew, we just when we pulled up to them barricades, I was scared to death. <laughs> I I I I couldn't have went back in the in there to do it anyways. With, with the big guns i was that shook up uh, i tried to go bow hunting 
several weeks later and I waited till well after daylight to go and I found myself just making too much movements and, and so uncomfortable that I, I just left and I went by myself and I was scared to death. I, 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 I just couldn't do it. Head on a swivel type feeling. No, definitely. Definitely. Well, tell every me. little noise, everything, you know, I was yeah. just scared to death. And I think that's normal, you know, to, cause you're on high alert. You know what I mean? You just ran into a leprechaun. You just ran into a unicorn. These things aren't supposed to be real. Right. The Easter bunny. It wasn't supposed right. to be there, you know? Exactly. And, and I get why your head's on a swivel. Tell me about the radio station. And then some guy called you and said he was me. Yeah. <laughs> that was after the radio station. Um, we had an interview set up. There's a local radio station here, uh, talk show, talk station. And they're a, a lot of subjects. It's not just politics or anything, sports or nothing like that. They, they just talk about everything. We contacted them and, and talked to the guy about our, our encounter a little bit and told him that we just wanted to get it out to the public. And he was kind of fascinated about it and wanted to do it. And we showed up at, bright and early we was there at 5 30 in the morning gonna be on the morning show and uh they had a half hour set for us and when we got there just before we went on air they lost signal and we waited around and for 20 minutes or so and they finally told us that you know even if, if the signal comes back on we don't have time to do the interview now so we'll have to reschedule and uh, a couple days later uh contacted them to reschedule and they weren't interested they didn't want to talk to us and uh won't even take our calls anymore you know i called him several times trying to uh just talk to him and secretary won't even you know take messages or nothing for us now so that you know i found that i didn't have any clue what was going on then but now i do it, it was it, the way they were acting too you know that we've never lost signal like this what what the heck you know and uh, it, it was uh, a downer to us, but now I understand what was going on. They just didn't want the <laughs> they didn't want the story out. Yeah, and that, uh, an insurance salesman, or not a salesman, but an insurance guy, contacted my cousin, came to his house actually, to talk to him about the hospital, which was really, really. I've never known somebody to come to your house about a hospital visit from an insurance company. That's how he represented himself. And, and that's all he wanted to know about was the, the hospital encounter and what happened. And was it a boating accident, a bear attack or, or what? And, uh, my cousin, you know, told him what was going on and everything and never heard back from him again. But when he went to the, the hospital to figure, you know, to, asked for his records and, and there was no record there was no history that he'd ever been there whatsoever none not a bill or anything so you know that that's it if people don't really think they cover it up they cover it up uh, what was the other question he asked what else the, the radio station and what the other the other question i had for you was i was curious you said someone contacted you and said they were me um, well, yeah what happened with that? These guys um, are getting slick. I, yeah, I, I wanted to uh, get in touch with you because uh, after I, I 
you know, found the shows on uh, YouTube and stuff. And I was really impressed with your show and wanted to talk to you. I, I'd heard a couple episodes uh, with government cover-ups and stuff. And I didn't know how to get in touch with you besides email. And now everybody's going to think I'm a dummy, but I don't know how to email. <laughs> I, I, I don't do it. Um, I just, I just don't do it. I'm not an idiot. I can, you know, if somebody showed me how I could do it, but I've never done it. So I didn't know how to get in touch with you. Cause it, you know, it always says, email me, email me. And, uh, I got a hold of Lance and asked him if he knew how to get a hold of you or if he could email you for me and give you my phone number. And a couple of days later, somebody called me and said they were you. And I was all excited and talking to them and, you know, they wanted to know everything, the whole encounter and all that. And they wanted to know, you know, what else we was doing about it. And they just started asking some questions. I thought it was you. And then here to find out it wasn't you. Shortly after that, that's when my cousin lost his job. He'd worked for this guy for, oh, um, 15, I don't know, almost 20 years probably, off and on. And it, it just wasn't his boss. It was you know, like a family member. It was a real close friend. I, I, I know him real well also. And he's was their lead carpenter. And, uh, you know, he had a company vehicle and, and everything. And, uh, he, he'd gotten arrested for no reason. They just come handcuffed him, took him out of his house and didn't give him any explanations or anything at the time and threw him in jail. And, no bond, no nothing. And then finally on the second bond hearing, they let him out on bond and it was his boss that bailed him out. And it was a $500,000 bond and the boss put his business up and everything on the bond. And, uh, two days later he revoked his bond and come to his house and, got his keys for his truck and fired him. And somebody had contacted him and said that he was a, a drug runner or smuggler or I don't know, but he was making trips back and forth to California once a month, uh, running drugs and might be a pedophile is what his boss was told that I'm just making the story short. There was, you know, yeah. more details and stuff, but, uh, just out of the blue. I mean, that happened. And uh, it, it was a shock, you know, to both of us. We couldn't believe that that guy would do that to him. But several weeks went by. He's, he's back to work now. Uh, we talked to him, and at first he thought we was just as loony as everybody else. And then, you know, he he's known us so long that, you know, he just was like, man, he's like, I believe you guys, you know. And gave him his job back and uh he wasn't contacted anymore that i know of the boss uh about that but we went he went to court again my cousin went to court for this uh a couple weeks later and prior to him going to court his attorney had called him and said that he couldn't take his case and he would have to find another attorney. And so we're at the courthouse and there's people, you know, in the hallways, uh, waiting to go into court. And, um, 
we're just standing there kind of whispering to each other, you know, wondering what the heck's going on. And, and he's scared to death. And a guy walks up to him and says, Hey, are you so-and-so? And he's like, yeah. He's like, well, I'm your attorney. He's like, follow me. So they walked off into a room and closed the door. And 15 minutes later, he'd come out and he's like, come on, let's go. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, come on, let's go. I was like, uh, you got to go to court. And he's like, come on. So we left, got in the truck, and he's like, look, he's like, that was my attorney. And uh, he said that don't worry about it. He's going to handle it, that uh, I don't have to go to court right this minute, that he'll contact me later and let me know. And I found that really, really odd that that guy would even know who he was when he's never met him and that he wouldn't have to go. And several days later, the case got dropped. And that was all there was to that. It never went any further. It is interesting, though, how this whole thing plays out. I think in your guys' encounter, here's the problem with your guys' encounter, uh, Daryl, is you guys can prove it. And that's the problem. Because anyone in their right mind, uh, if they try and say bear, here's what happens, exactly what you said. Where's the claw marks? Why why isn't his clothes ripped to shred? Why isn't this? Why isn't that? And a person doesn't add up. And so it becomes this, because there's documentation, you called the cops, you guys went to the hospital, uh, now there's this paper trail. It becomes this huge problem for them because anyone in the right man, right mind knows it wasn't a bear. I mean, honestly, you can take two seconds, and, look and, at this case and go, and, it's not. And we're in Ohio also. Right. It's not like there's there there's not so too many bears. There's probably maybe five bears in this whole area, and that's only because we're so close to Pennsylvania. It, 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 there's this isn't a bear town, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and that's what there's, I mean. There's not too many bears in Ohio. And then you guys go back, and the military is there, and I know what the military is doing. They're going in to to uh, cleanse the place, so to that's speak. That's what I was informed later. Yeah, and so they didn't want people in the area. I could see how this beca- would become a, a huge mess for them. You know, there's too many loopholes in this encounter for them to close up and just say, hey, this these guys are nuts. This guy's a drug runner. This guy's a pedophile. This guy's this. This guy's that. But when you start looking at the facts of what happened to you guys, that doesn't really add up. You know what I mean? And so even a bear attack doesn't add up. A person doesn't add up. Nothing adds up. So the last thing they want is for you guys to go run off to a radio station or go on someone's podcast or go to the media because in the, what ends up happening is everyone will go to that location. That's the last thing they want. That. You reminded me something there. Uh, their exact words was uh, when, I, when, when I got contacted by whoever, uh, they told me their last words to me were, and, and you know, basically just shut up. Don't don't talk about this. Don't and don't investigate it. Don't do nothing, and don't think that your little buddy uh, Lance can't get the plug pulled on him. Is exactly what he said. Yeah, it, it's 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 true. There's cover-ups, and it's unbelievable. You couldn't write a Hollywood script this good. You really couldn't. It, it, with, with everything that is going on, you could not write a, a movie about this. Yeah. I agree. And I, and I think that goes back to my point. If it's nothing more than a monkey, if it's nothing more than a non-human primate, 
then why cover it up? What What is right. the big deal? You know, a bear can attack you just as quick as a Sasquatch can. Right. A cougar exactly. can get a hold of you just as quick as a Sasquatch can. And so why the cover-up? Right. And, and if it was a bear that attacked somebody, they would put signs up everywhere. It would be in that local paper everywhere. There would be warning signs at, at, at every entrance of that park. It, it's amazing, amazing what what is actually going on with this. And I, 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 I had no clue. I was totally ignorant in the beginning. Uh, I, I got good advice not to pursue things. Uh, as soon, as soon as I told, excuse me, as soon as I told Lance a little bit about what was going on, cause I had no clue what, who it was and what they were doing. I didn't know. And, and he gave me really good advice to just drop it, let it go. Don't talk about it. Don't pursue it. Just let it go. It'll die down. And, and then you can, you know, talk about it a little bit or something. But I, I never thought that it would be true that they would actually do stuff like that. Oh, yeah. No, it is true. And I'm glad you're on the show tonight talking about it. I talked about it on episode 411 and or 411. <laughs> There's your blog. 411. Uh, 411. There you go. Uh, and I talked a little bit about it. But, you know, a lot of people were saying I got the facts wrong. I got this wrong. And I was like, well, I'll just ask Daryl to come on the show and clarify it if I got it wrong. Um, there was no facts that you didn't get too much wrong. I listened to that episode. It was pretty close. Well, my point is I appreciate you coming on because what I say is irrelevant, really. And having you come on and talk about it, it kind of clears the air on everything. And I don't want people to know. I don't think, honestly, Daryl, it's people's encounters. They don't really care if you've had an encounter with these things. They don't care. You can talk all day long about your encounter, you can talk all day long about its behavior, you can talk all day long if you want about government cover-ups. The problem is, is that if you can prove it, now it becomes a huge problem. And in your guys' situation, there's a hell of a lot of documentation on your guys' favor in the situation, and that becomes a major problem. Because what they'll do in a lot of situations, well, I won't go into that, but they will go in and get... Let's get it out there. Well, they'll go in and get rid of the creature. They'll go in and, and kill the creature. And they'll go in and kill everything. And so that creature is gone. I can guarantee that whole family group is gone. They went and wiped them out. And that's what you they do. was a family group? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no okay, doubt in my mind. Let me interrupt you for a second on sure. that then, please. Because I'm, I'm new at this. Uh, uh, why do you think it attacked us? Why do you think it was like that? Okay, I know about bluff charges and everything. You know, I grew up with the big five, you know, in Africa. And if you ever go elephant hunting and it charges you, you stand your ground and don't move and all that. But what do you what do you think made that thing attack us like that? Well, I think it throwing – and I hear this behavior a lot with fishermen. It's always with fishermen. Not so much with hunters, and I'll tell you why not so much with hunters. But with fishermen, you get a lot of this rock-throwing nonsense from them. And they're basically trying to get you to move along. Nine times out of ten, if you confront them, you'll get what you guys got. It will step out. It's not going to run off. Uh, it, if it, Especially if it steps out and you guys are walking up, throwing rocks, screaming at it, you're going to get the altercation. It, it's going it, to, it, trust me, you're in a position to, to for a fight, the fight of your life. And I think because of the way you guys approached it, screaming and yelling, throwing rocks at it, you guys are both bum-rushing that situation, that tree, 
and it stepped out and I think it hit one of you guys to get you guys to back off. Um, I think honestly, I think if it wanted to kill you, it would have, it would have killed both of you guys. There'd have been nothing you guys could have done about it. It would have easily have slaughtered both of you guys. No problem. But I think it was, yeah, but it could have been our head off. Yeah. And I think it just kind of rushed and hit your cousin and then it, you see it back off. And the weird thing you're talking about with the chattering, with its teeth and its mouth, I've talked to a lot of witnesses who have these on their property, and they say that's how these things actually talk. Everyone thinks it's a samurai chatter, but they do that. They talk back and forth, that clicking of the mouth you're talking about with the tongue and the teeth. Generally, when they – the encounters I've heard, generally when they do that, they're, they're it's directed towards another creature. It's not meant for you. It's meant for another creature. So no doubt in my mind, there was probably two, three others there when this happened. Maybe not, but these things don't just roll around by themselves. I mean, generally, a family family member is not far away from where they're at. And so I think it just charged you guys to get you guys to back off. I don't think it meant to hurt you. I don't think it really meant to kill you. I think if it was going to do that, it would have done it. It, it, Yeah, if it meant to kill us, it would have killed. There was no doubt it it could have tore us to shreds. Yeah, if it wanted to, it would have. But it's kind of like... It was still scary enough. Oh, yeah. No, they are, and and they're terrifying. Especially, like you said, a blink of an eye, these things can be on top of you. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I, I still, like you said, you play it back in your head. I'm still questioning myself if I really seen it. Yeah, I hear you, man. But it, it gets better with time. I, I don't. I honestly don't think it was trying to kill you. I think it was trying to get you to back off. The way you guys approached it, because you guys thought it was a human. The way you guys got out of the boat, throwing rocks, screaming and yelling, and then rushing to where it was at. It was put in a position where it had to defend itself, or maybe it felt. And I'm just this is Moiskrimmer's opinion, which means nothing. But I think that it felt like it needed to protect itself, and knocking your cousin get down got everything to back off, got you guys to back off. Probably didn't realize your cousin was hurt, still wanted you to leave. That's why it threw the log to just uh, icing on the cake. Get out of here. You know what I mean? No, man, we, we are so lucky with that. If that log wouldn't hit that tree, Wes, it would have tore his head off. It it sound, it, it was every bit as loud as a 30-06 going off. It hit that tree so hard. And if we'd have been thinking right, who chucks bowling ball size rocks like that anyway, right. you know? Yeah. Now looking back at it, you know, these were 30, 40 pound rocks and they weren't lobbed with the directory. They, they had velocity behind them. They were in a straight line, you know, it didn't just come rolling in there. But when you don't, you know, who thinks that's what that is? Yeah, I don't and think most, most most people don't think that, you know. Well, that Bigfoot back there throwing a rock at me, I better leave. Yeah, I think the normal yeah. human reaction is some guys back there screwing with us. Let's go find, you know, let's go confront them. I think that's the normal human reaction. But going back to the log, I had one thrown at me um, in Texas, and I same thing. If there wasn't a tree, I mean, I was with Bob Garrett at the time, and. This thing, this log would have taken both our heads off. No, no question in my mind, it would have taken our heads. Off. I even went back the next day, trying to pick up that log, and I'm a big guy, and I had a hard time even lifting the log. And this thing was like a helicopter, you know, the boom, 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 boom through the air like it was a, wow. a twig. And wow. 
it hit a tree right in front of us. And if that tree wasn't there, it would have taken our heads off. And so I get it. I think it'll get better with time. I think they'll back off now uh, with you. You'll uh, some of the stuff you and I talked about behind the scenes, I think will go away because I think what they were really wanting to do is to get people not to go to that area. They needed to go clean that area up, and that's exactly what they did. The last thing they need is for you guys to go get your medical records, start going on radio shows, start talking about it, because now it becomes a major problem for them. Because like I said, anyone with a half a brain can understand it's not a bear and it's not a man. If you don't believe in Bigfoot, what else is it? And that's the problem because of all the documentation. It took me somebody telling me that's what it was before I knew that's what it was, though, if you know what I mean. And I've heard, I was at Fort Lewis, Washington. I lived in Yakima for several years after I even got out of service. That's, I was married and had a kid there. I heard about Bigfoot all the time. You, I think you, you live in Washington, don't you? Yeah, just south of Fort yeah. Lewis. Yeah. So, so you, I mean, you know how it is there. People talk about it all the time. Uh, it even got statues out front of the restaurants, you know. But that never crossed my mind that that's what that was in the woods. It was just a great big monster. I mean, literally, that's what it was. I didn't know. It, but the the way it moved, that's what's, wow. <laughs> I understand why people think you would be a, a quack talking about this. Because they really are. It's it's It, it reminded me, now that I look back on it, uh, it's like McGilla Gorilla and Grape Ape and that little kid that he hung out with. That gorilla was so much bigger than that kid. And that's this thing was really, uh, it, for somebody that's never seen one, will not understand how big this thing really is until they see it. And that's why I can understand how people, I, I still don't even believe it. You know, uh, it's, it, and, and the, the, the way they move, it's just so amazing. Uh, the not just the strength of them, but the agility and and the the speed that when it got down on that surprised me on all fours because this thing was upright. When it come at us the first time, it it was on two feet, and it, when it left the second time, it was on all fours, and that shocked me. You know, I, I, I was like, man, what did I just see? What, what's it? What is this thing? It, it, and then I I was thinking like Skinwalker, but I I, I believe I have faith in God and I, I, I put all my trust in the Lord. And I knew it wasn't a, a ghost or something like that, but I was puzzled. I was really mystified on what this thing was and, and, and how it could move like that. When it ran, it was like a cat. It was just it, the best way to explain it to me. You, you know what I mean? It, it the, the agility and the speed and the quickness of it, it, it was amazing. And that jump, I'll never, that'll never leave me. The way that thing just boom and was 20 feet away on a single leap. That's that I've heard uh, other encounters on your show uh, about, you know, people fall on a track and then all of a sudden they disappear. That's because that damn thing jumped 35 feet away. You need to just start doing a circle like you're tracking a, a deer, a wounded animal or something, and, and you'll find that track. 
it, yeah, it's, and I agree. They're going to be right there. Yeah, they don't I, just disappear. Uh, you know, I, I I think they're they're they're. I know they're flesh and blood, and, and real. You know, they're not mythical, like like some people want to think. Yeah, and you're right. I, I think, I'm not trying to cause a controversy. No, 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 no. What they want. No, no. I, I'm just saying what I've seen. And and I'm with you on that. I think a lot of times that's exactly why the tracks disappear. I had a cop on. He um he got foot he got footprint he i don't know why i can't talk he put down um uh he was getting a track and the tracks disappeared he was on this people's property it's a fame god it's a famous track i wish i could remember the name of it anyway i had him on the show and he talked about it and what he said was is the tracks just seemed to disappear and he got up on this ridge line and realized it had jumped about 20 15 to 20 feet up on this ridge line but if you were just following the tracks, you would go, wow, the tracks just disappeared. It just disappeared. Yeah. Right. I, I have wanted to, to – I'm so intrigued by it now that it's just overwhelmed. Uh, it, at first, I, I, it, I was horrified and didn't want nothing to, to do with the woods or fishing or anything again. But as time's going on and I'm learning more listening to, to shows and, and the, you know, everything, I'm, I want to learn more about it. I would love to be able to go places and, and see, you know, places that are habituated or whatever and study them. But I just don't know how, uh, it, how if I'd be able to. That Bob Garrett's got balls the size of a dump truck, man. Yeah, uh, he does. Listening to some of his stuff, you know. And not, and, and if I would have listened to if I'd have listened to these shows before I seen one, I'd I'd have think, man, these guys have such wild imaginations and they're good storytellers. But this stuff's real. Yeah. Uh, it, oh. It's real. And, and people need to really know that. This is for real. It's not a joke. It's not uh, a lie. People aren't out here hoaxing this. There ain't no way anybody could hoax that thing. I'm telling you, is nothing human moves that fast and that graceful and is that freaking big. Whew. Yeah, no, you're I mean, right. Huge, huge, man. And that's why you know, I, I used I to lie. I heard your years and your brother's encounter. Sorry, I keep interrupting. No, you. no, no, you're fine. You know, you you know for a fact. You know, I I don't believe in it. I know it's real, and people need to to be aware of this, man. And and, and do not go anywhere without a gun, and take the biggest gun you can get a hold of, and know how to use it. And and, and nothing less than a thirty cal. And I don't want. I, I don't even want a thirty cal. I want something a little bigger than that. Yeah, it no. was just so thick. It was as thick as it was wide. Just to get into the broiler room to hit where it lives, you, you need something with some punch that'll get through there and, and still have enough kinetic energy to do the job once it gets in there. The funny thing is, a lot of these guys go out and look for them, and I always ask them. Well, and, and you know, some of these guys don't like to take guns or anything like that. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do if you run into one? You're not going to hold an apple out. It's not going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I had and I had a gun, and I still peed my pants. So it don't. I couldn't imagine. You know, it, I've heard uh, several stories of hunters. You know, sitting in their tree stand, and, and they never even thought to shoot it. You know, and, and and it's the same thing. Everybody is so horrified. Even if you see it three hundred yards away and it doesn't know you're there, they're scared to death. It is. It's terrifying. And and like I always say, you know, I mean, you never know quite the reaction you're going to get out of these things. And I think, honestly, you guys 
went up there thinking you were guys you're going to throw a African American out of there, and then you ran into this, and then all of a sudden it's, you know, what do you do? There's no shame in peeing your pants. I mean, I probably would have too, to be honest with you, especially in that situation because you're at its mercy. You really are at its mercy. There is nothing you can do. I'm I'm embarrassed by it. I, I wouldn't tell too many people that. Well, I just told a hell of a lot. But <laughs> uh, if you know what I mean, I wouldn't just go telling people that. But it, I'm not embarrassed by it because it, it, I know you would react the same exact way. <laughs> oh, I think just about <laughs> everyone I mean? would. Yeah. Yeah. It, it And it didn't take it charging it to do that. Oh, and a little bit on that infrasound, I had no clue at the time. But, you know, I knew about, uh, you know, lions and elephants and, you know, I believe elephants. I don't know if they use infrasound, but I know they use real low sound waves to communicate over miles. But uh, it, I was sick at my stomach uh, after that scream and through the whole thing. I, I, it, it rattled my insides. I know what people mean when they say that now. Uh, it, it literally does rattle you inside. It's like being by the biggest bass uh, speaker at the concert, it, it, you feel it inside. And it did something to me. You know, it, it really did. Yeah, it's a shock to hear it. It's a shock to hear it. And you do feel it. I don't care what anyone says. You do feel it. Yeah. Well, even when they growl at you, you feel it. And it's, uh, it's Thank God I didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I probably, I would have crapped my pants if it would have growled. This scream was, uh, it, it wasn't like the Ohio scream or, uh, anything like that. This was just like a pissed off, get out of here. I'm going to eat you scream. Like I'm mad. Yeah. It was just one tone, one real loud, two or three second, rah, you know, just loud, man. I mean, loud. It is terrifying to hear that. I mean, it, like I said, it is terrifying to hear that, but I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show, Daryl and, and share it and share what's happening with you now you're always welcome back on the show anytime you want. You know, if you want to give us an update, hopefully they. Oh, I'm gonna. Yeah, and, I will give you updates. And, and you're and just so people know, it, it. I am having them problems with the, the, the money, the the driver's license, all that. It, it's you're better off if you're not just gonna put it out there and let everybody know about it, then, then just leave it alone for a little while because. That that poor woman in California that's suing the state or whatever, I feel bad for her because I, I, I know exactly what's going to happen to her. And she's a nurse. And she'll probably get, you know, her license taken from her. She's going to get discredited. She's she's going to be a laughing stock, and that's that's sad. That's what they do. That's the MO oh, right there. She's seen the wrong place at the wrong time, and, yeah, I, I appreciate it. You're uh, too humble sometimes. Uh you do a lot of good. Uh, you, you, I'm sure you've helped a lot of people. Just just talking about it. That I don't talk about this to nobody. And, and it, I feel a lot better now. I was shook up there for a little bit, man. No, I, I, I mean, I really yeah. was. I was shaking, and <laughs> I had to. I had to try real hard just to keep keep it together. No, and I and I appreciate I it. Feel and I, better now. You you do relive it. I don't care what anyone says. You do relive. I mean, I I've told my encounter a million times, and I still relive it every time. I can go right back into that moment, and and I can tell you exactly how I felt at that moment. And so you do relive it, and I and I don't care what anyone says. It's 
talk to Bob Gimlin. Bob Gimlin's been in this for 50 years. He recorded. And when you talk to him, he goes back to that moment when you ask him about Patty turning around, looking at him, and he's holding a gun. You can see it in his eyes. He goes right back to that moment. And that's just the way it affects a lot of people. If I, I would assume it affects most people that way. But um, I really appreciate you coming on, Daryl. And like I said, you're you're welcome to come on anytime you want. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, you, I compare you to Johnny Carson. You're a good interviewer. You really are. <laughs> well, you I'm not that good. But... There, I, I watch him all the time. Like that. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny because him and uh, Fallon's on at the same time now. And uh, everybody is so nervous. Big giant stars come out there and get nervous talking to Johnny Carson. Uh, you know, and they're on TV every day, and he made them nervous. And you're you got the same talents he does. I mean that for real. Uh, I appreciate you're, it, you're man. Very humble, and you're you're a good interviewer. One of the best out there. Well, thank you, brother. Thank you for the compliments. You're welcome. It's very kind of you. Keep up the good work, man, and uh, I'll be in touch with you. Perfect. Anytime. Anytime. You're welcome. Any updates and when when something new breaks out or whatever, just say, hey, I'll, I'll definitely be in touch. Yeah, please do. Please do. And thank you again, Daryl. Remember, if you've had an encounter, shoot me an email. My email address is wes at sasquatchchronicles.com. Until next time, everyone.